what's up guys this is hot take without the hot take here and we are back for another episode of junior tune you know in a very very different setting we're over zoom this time because uh senior is in the states right now say hi hello everyone i'm in the states right now i'm in i'm in i'm, I'm with rob the boy monroy in los angeles california in northern california actually so we're going to do a little bit something a little bit different but we're going to keep the ball rolling start with the first question talking about the world cup what do we got mm-hmm. our thoughts so far this so the uh, the so Ooh. one one of the biggest stories uh saudi arabia won against argentina huge huge victory um Stunning. to me to me this looks like shades of um the 2000 uh, i'm I think it was the 1998 tournament where Norway beat Brazil 2-1 and Brazil went on to go to the final. So I think this is just a small blip in the road for Argentina. Um, They got stunned by Saudi Arabia, who looked much better on the counterattack. Messi wasn't really given much help um, in attack either, despite the fact that they had um, more shots on target than Saudi Arabia. So it's Saudi Arabia could be a threat going forward, but... One of the other biggest stories, obviously, the Socceroos were on top of the world for about 17 minutes, uh, and then it came all crashing down to reality by way of Rabio, Giroud, Mbappe, then uh, Giroud again. So let's rewind for a second. I think perhaps Argentina may have slept a little bit on Saudi Arabia, considering yeah. Saudi Arabia were the massive underdog. Uh, a couple of just really, it should have been actually the game should have ended with 3 1 Argentina, but they weren't following the rules. They were offside a bit. Yeah. Uh, Messi got a kick on toward late, late in the game. That didn't work out. Um, as for as for the Australia game, yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't think they had a chance. I was incidentally, I was in a, in a diner with Rob the boy Monroy as they threw on the opening, the opening segment, and it already looked like that. Australia had to work really hard to even get on their side of the field to even make anything happen. So yeah. that's not surprising. The biggest shock again, yep. another surprise. Well, not a surprise. Really, Spain running the table with, uh, um, yeah, Spain like seven zero over Costa Rica. No yeah. surprise. There. They and also, also uh, Japan got a surprising win against Germany. I say surprising because. Germany ran the table in terms of possession. It was 74 to 26 in terms of possession. Shots on target doubled. Uh, shots tripled. And Japan pulled it out to one. Japan are a good team. I love their chances in this World Cup. I think they have a chance to maybe surprise people and go to the last eight. But that's if everything breaks right, if the bracket breaks right for them. Yeah, but, that, that, but that, that's the World Cup. Yep. I mean, you, know, like, 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 you know, it's not about the number of shots. It's about when you get a chance to do it and take a shot. And you make it. So Japan scored two goals in a, in a very short period of time. And, and obviously, and obviously, we got um, tomorrow. We've got the the big one, England and uh, USA. The big one. Know. Those people here are happy. I don't think I don't know if soccer really is still a thing here. I well, don't I think it's, are, with with I, guys like yeah. Christian Pulisic, uh, Weston McKenney, uh, and Timothy Weah becoming superstars. I think football in the USA is now really starting to reach that prominence finally yeah, because but you I have mean, a guy like Christian Pulisic yeah. who won the Champions League with Chelsea. Yeah. I think the, the the I think the reaction here is okay you drew nil nil. I think people, you know, look, it is is it it's in the DNA of 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 American. No, they didn't born. draw they it was 1-1 against Wales. Oh, it was 1-1, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Uh, it was Bale 1-1, scored a penalty to tie it. Yeah. 
they wanted more scoring, and I think they didn't get it, and and they drew. They'll say, well, we, well, we drew. But now you face, like, England. England. I mean, I mean yeah. really. I mean, Well, England, England are notorious for choking away big situations at major tournaments. I don't I know, but it's a tale of two countries. You know, you know in England, you know. Football, football is a religion. Here. It's a religion. In, in states, it's down there. So yep. we'll move on from that. Next. You got buy, the next one. Buy or sell. Vikings still a contender in the NFC. Yeah, I'm buying it. I mean, I think you're going to have one of those games. I think you're going to have the game that was going to define, not necessarily define them. They got rolled by the Cowboys, and, oh, yeah. and they needed to get. They probably needed that in order to know that they weren't yet, not yet there. I, they're going to win the division hands down. They're already five games in front of the Packers. Yeah, I still think they they're out there. I think they'll get their revenge. On Thanksgiving, I'll be watching that live as they whoop on the Patriots. I don't think they're going to lose two in a row, especially at home. Yeah. Um. They just they just got a they got a lesson. What do you think? Um. I'm still buying. Um. It's I'm. It's just past situations for me that's been my bias against the Vikings because they've had a tendency to have these strong seasons when nobody expects them to, and then they choke yep. away big situations. But I'm still yep. I'm still bullish on what they can do. Uh heading into the regular season now the playoffs are a different beast because they've had relatively no little to no success barring a little head fake of a run in 2018 the miracle the miracle the, miracle the minneapolis miracle yeah miracle miracle yeah i mean i'm still buying it. i mean one game does not you know necessarily define the season but they, they got they got they got they got showed a little bit less than so nice little segue are the cowboys a threat to the eagles i have to I don't want to give them their Mia Copa, but I have to. They they put on they put on a stunning defensive uh, performance against the against the Vikings. Uh, they yeah. rolled them, rolled them all game long. Um, yeah. And the Eagles have looked a bit a bit sus in in recent mm. weeks. Uh, they lost to the Commanders, obviously, and they looked horrible against Jeff Saturday's Colts. Horrible. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy the fact that the Dallas Cowboys can be a threat. I mean, I think Tony Pollard actually shown his shown his his medal and shown his worth on the team now that I guess maybe perhaps uh, Zeke's more of a short yardage running back than Tony Pollard can do the work. Um, well, the Eagles, if- the Eagles need to stop playing down to competition because this is they've 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 become basically the Steelers in green. Like they, they Fair, need to yes. stop playing down to competition because this is well, what the Steelers also, have done I, in the past. I also think that teams are figuring out the Eagles. I mean, they have a set kind of pattern. You know, it's read option. It's sort of run the ball hard. They didn't run the ball that great against against Indianapolis. Jalen Hurts got away a few times. Um, yeah, I'm still going to say that I'll buy the fact that Dallas is is a threat. But I think it depends on what happens at the end of the season. When, when the dust settles, who has who controls their fate as far as home field advantage? So yep. if the Eagles have the home field advantage. I would give the edge of the Eagles more so than the Cowboys. Next. The 49ers are hitting their stride. Mm, I'm still going to sell this one. Um, they've got a nice offense. I really like it. It's just I, I they came up against a really softball opponent last week, and I, it, was the, it was the Texans. It was no, but the, I'm talking about look, look at the Cardinals game for a second. Oh, you know the Cardinals, saying. Cardinals. Yeah, not the Texans. Yeah. Look, the well, the Cardinals are horribly coached and horribly managed. So <laughs> let's be honest here. Let's calm down. I I like the 49ers, especially they do have a chance to win the NFC West, considering how bad that division is this year. 
and they can match the the Seahawks, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Their 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 frontline defense has been a bit average considering how, how much names they have there. I'm gonna buy it because a couple things. Ever since they got Christian McCaffrey, they've given themselves another weapon. The guy can catch. The guy can run with the ball. Um, that I mean, I know. I get it. It's against the Cardinals. You still have to show up and play. And they were smacking the Cardinals around defensively as well. And that that offense, the, the Shanahan offense, when it's clicking, you don't know which way to go. They don't have to beat you deep. They can. I mean, Debo is dangerous from the backfield. They do end arounds, reverse end arounds. Jimmy G was on point. He didn't. He did not give up a single interception. He threw four touchdowns. Everything's clicking. And right now they're four and zero in the division. They control their own destiny. I mean, I think they're hitting their stride at the right point. The only thing, of well, course, this happened. But, this did happen last season for them, where they hit course, their stride. And the only right, and the only thing that could stop that is obviously injury. So right yeah. now, I'm thinking that the forty. No one wants to play the 49ers. The, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter if the 49ers have to go into you know into another opposition's home field to play. I think they're still dangerous. So I'm I'm buying it. Next, the Chiefs will win the AFC West. I'm going to buy this one. I don't trust the Chargers, uh, especially considering they they stunk up the joint defensively at SoFi Stadium. Um, I don't trust the, the Chargers to get it done. Brandon Staley's coaching. He can't hone his analytical addiction. So I, I still trust the Chiefs to take the AFC West. Okay, I'm buying that too. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I was there. I had the pleasure of watching that game. It was exciting. But I said to Rob the boy Monroy with a minute 46 left, I said they left too much time for Patrick. Way Mahomes. too much and, time. He only needs but, 13 seconds. Yeah, but you know what? At the same time, you have to score. You're not going to try to milk the clock down and then eventually not get the score you need. So they had to score, but they just yeah, had to stop. They 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 were stop. horrible defensively. There was they okay, fair enough. There was a questionable uh penalty on Derwin James who's been basically their only consistent defensive player this year, but the rest of their defense, the amount of money and resources they, they dumped into that defense this off season, and they're still having issues against the run. I don't trust them. Well, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely buying the chief win division. The rest of the teams, forget it. I mean, the Chargers are so inconsistent. And the, uh, uh, they look, play, look they, the Chiefs. Yeah, play the, yeah look, I know they play the Cardinals. The Raiders are playing the Seahawks. I think they're going to lose. And look, the Chiefs, think, the Chiefs yeah. have just as bad as a, a defense as the Chargers, but their offense is so much more consistent than right. the Chargers and so, yeah. and so much better than almost any other team in the league right now. So yeah. right. I'm still buying what the Chiefs are selling right now. Okay, next. Zach Wilson's days are numbered with the Jets. Is it like – is it any wonder that they keep, keep drafting quarterbacks who are – bums like honestly like yeah i'm buying this his days are numbered with the jets he he's not considered a starter right now by robert sala he's questionable to start next week or this coming week so and the fact that he didn't take any responsibility for how crappy he played against the patriots just speaks volumes about egotistical this dude is you played at byu against substandard competition you got bigged up in a terrible conference and you got drafted by a team who was pining for trevor lawrence and they would have ruined him too but like it it's just unbelievable to me how bad this dude looks right now there's still time but he does not look good yeah i'm buying it look look i 
I'm here. So, you know, uh, you listen to the talk radio. Yeah, Zach Wilson did not help his cause. He actually could have changed his answer from no to yes. If he just said yes and got up and walked out of the room, that probably would have been enough for him to keep his to keep his job and play this Sunday. He's yeah. not just that. Yeah. He's it's not just that. He's inactive. So it's not even it's not even like he's moved down a depth chart. Robert Tala basically said, don't bother showing up to the game. So I would say unless Mike White poops the bed on Sunday and really has a horrible performance, then I can't see, I don't see Zach Wilson coming back into this, this, this job. I get it. I hear on the talk radio going, but you know, he's 22 years old. He's not that much older than you are, but yeah. that's not the point. The point is you are the quarterback. It stops. You're the starting quarterback, quarterback of a New York based team. You're going to get scrutinized. What do you, what do you mean? You're, obviously, you're going to get scrutinized on your performance. You're the Jets quarterback. That game was horrible. I watched it. He didn't know where to pass It was a terrible ball. game. It was, a, what it was a do. terrible game by both teams. So, no, but at least he talked about win. The Mac Jones is throwing in the same win, and Mac Jones threw for over 200 yards. So, that's yeah. it. Move, All right. move on. Moving on. Uh, Justin Verlander potentially to the Mets. I'm selling this one. I don't – I'm not buying it. Um, I believe he'll stay at the Astros. Probably on a reduced contract because he wants to win, but I think the Mets will probably target um, either keeping uh, Jacob Degrom on a three four year contract, or g- getting the getting Ko- Kodai Senga, the Japanese phenom. Okay, uh, I'm selling it too. I, I I think that a couple of things. I believe that Justin Verlander would take less money to go back to the Astros on less mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. I think he'd want more money for more years with the Mets and he's 40 years old and I get it. Yeah. And I get it. He had a one point dot dot ERA. He won his third Cy Young. You know, he come back from Tommy John surgery, but he's also 40 years old and you already got Mac who broke down toward this broke down during the season and did not pitch his best IE in Atlanta and against the San Diego Padres. So I, we're already stuck with 140 or we don't need another, he's almost 40. Justin Verlander is 40. I'm selling it too. Yeah. Move on. Thoughts on Ben Simmons' return to Philly? Now, it was kind of a mixed bag. He got 11-11, and he's looked okay in recent games. He's at least been a starting option for the Nets. He hasn't been incredible. But uh, there was a, obviously there was the casual booing from the brotherly love, and he made two free throws. He did the shrug, which, come on now, you're bigging yourself up over two made free throws. That's what you're supposed to do as a basketball player. But then he bricked two free throws. So it goes both ways. He got his 11-11. It was a mixed bag, in my opinion, from Simmons. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Look, I think it was less – I think it was very anticlimactic. Just doing part of the fact that you had no Embiid, you had no Maxi, you had no Harden. So there was nobody actually to play against. There wasn't that level of, of real, I guess – you know, that whole level of competition. The Mets should have won the game considering who the Sixers had on the court. Yeah. They only dressed 10 guys. So I don't know how they did, still ended up not beating that team. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's much, you know, Ben Simmons said at the end, you know, I'm going to get booed the rest of my career. Every time I come Yeah, probably, I think yeah. the booze will be, I think the booze will get less and less. It's kind of like KD when he goes no back. No one cares to about Ben Simmons anymore. Nobody cares. Well, like, about- I know, but it's like when KD go back to OKC, right? I think yeah. the booze happened, but I think, I think everybody's over it. You know, years go by. It's like, you don't play anymore anyway. So right now that's over. He needs to focus on being more aggressive at the hoop. They're saying he needs to, he's not actually playing with a great, play a little more aggressively this time. You know, I don't know. 
he still, as even A has always said, A Smith has always said, he's one jump shot away from being a great player. Mm-hmm. He needs to work on a jump shot. He doesn't want to work on a jump shot. And that's okay with that. That's it. He's never going to, He's never going to break the ceiling with, with what he has no, so far. No, no. Because you're in a jump shot. The NBA is a jump shot league now. You, you have need to, to shoot. Have, you have to have a jump shot. You have you to have, have a jump shoot. shot. Even Giannis, even Giannis has developed a nice mid-range game and a consistent mid-range move that he can go to when, yeah, well, the, yeah, when yeah. paint is in the traffic, when there's right. traffic in the paint and he can't do his patented Euro. He has and, a nice move now. And despite the fact that Montrez Harrell took the ball away from the other day, he's trying to work on his free throw shooting because his free throw shooting is not very good. Move on. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, is it possible for the Sacramento Kings to make the playoffs this season? They've been on a very, very hot streak. Um, I still, to this day, I still don't like the how they had to include Tyrese Halliburton in that trade for DeMontis Sabonis. I feel like they could have given up picks if, uh, a pick or two if they really wanted DeMontis Sabonis. They didn't have to give up Tyrese. But – it's helped De'Aaron Fox go on an absolute tear. They look really good. Um, Kevin Herter shooting the lights out. Um, is it sustainable? No, I don't think it's sustainable. I'm sorry. I don't think it's sustainable. They, I don't, they're, they're, a lot of things are going right for them right now. And it's, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see that Sacramento, after all these years, are actually doing something good with their lives. But I, I'm, I don't think it's sustainable. It's been 16 years. So that's a long time. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Because we're waiting for we're waiting for the wheels to fall off. It's only a, it's only a sample size of games. It's not even a quarter of the season done. I get it. But these are a couple of reasons why I think so. I just think the Sabonis trade, you mentioned it already. I think Fox has now fully established himself as, you know, one of the premier points. And he's been there for eight years. He's seen the worst of this team. They didn't get rid of him, so they're building around him. Makes me feel like that way. I think Mike Brown's the right coach. They've gone through a carousel of coaches, Alvin Gentry, Luke Walton, so on. And now they finally have, I think, the right coach who's getting the right message across. Um, they have some. They have a lot of depth. They have talent. Kevin Herter was a big pickup during the offseason. I mean, look, I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, be, you know, get into the top three. I think they could get to the play-in. I think that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that that's the, me. They, for me, that was their upside going into the season. Right. Their well, I, don't think, I, I think they can make the playoffs through the play in. I don't think they can they're going to the be banking upside. on a whole lot of things. Like you're banking on the development of Keegan Murray, who looks good. Um, you're banking on Fox and Sabonis staying healthy. You're banking on Herder um, keep, to continue hitting his shots. This you're banking is, this, on this a, is, bunch of, a bunch of uh, uh, weirdos off the bench. Contributing, they're not weird. Weird, well, well, like, well, random guys that we haven't heard of until this point. Well, look, they again, they got some guys on there, and I think that I believe the other thing is very important. Their defense has to get better. They're ranked twenty seventh now. They're not a good defensive team. They have to get better there. Their offense is off the charts. They've they've scored over a hundred points every single win they've had, but their defense needs to get better. Move on. Um, what does the scoring performance of Dwight Howard in his new overseas team say? Eh, well, he's playing for a he, Taiwanese he saw, team. He had a game. Yeah, he had a game with uh, his Taiwan, you know, Taiwan team. He scored like thirty-eight points, had twenty-five rebounds. He's playing for a and, Taiwanese <laughs> team. It probably say all much. scored to him. There's not. I don't think there's one tall player on either team, either his team or the opposition. It doesn't uh, say much. It really doesn't. It doesn't say much, but it tells me that, you know, 
he gets a chance to sort of, you know, make a little bit of money, get a little work and be a focal point. You know, he's never look, you know, we know the last few years, he's not been a focal point on any team. He's just a guy coming off the bench. Yeah. So he gets to relive his Orlando days where, you know, he was getting touches and alley-oops and Superman yeah. and this. I mean, obviously to score that much points means you're getting the ball every single time he was shooting the ball, which is like unusual yeah. thing for Dwight Howard and shooting to be in the same sentence. So it doesn't I feel say like, much. I feel like about him. Yeah. even it, when he retires, I feel like he'll be in the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves it. Like with the accomplishments he'll, he has, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Probably not first ballot, but he'll be there. Um, because I think he deserves it despite what Shaq thinks. But um, yeah, I, it doesn't really say much to me. He's playing with a Taiwanese team. Yeah, whatever. Overseas, I know, I know, but sometimes you have to just take take what you can get. So he wasn't well, at least he's at least he's a playable option in a professional league at this point in time. Where the right. hell is where where the hell is Anthony Bennett been? He was cut by a team in Turkey. Oh, obviously so, not that good. Yeah, right. Come on now. All right, is AD now the new leader of the Lakers? This was their vision, uh, signing signing AD to a long-term extension to be the guy once LeBron starts to fade out. Obviously, LeBron has been off the has been injured at this point in time, and AD's been putting up good numbers. So I think this was the original vision by Rob Palenka and co., and I think it can work. But the creeping in the distance comes his injury history. His back has been a little crooked this year. Um, so when that, when, and if that comes into play, I don't know. Look, I'm going to say that it right now he's scoring in bunches. He scored, he scored 30 odd last night. I watched the game against the Suns. He did injure himself slightly. At one point he got up holding his arm and I said to Rob, the boy, as I was watching it, see, is it what happened? And he's like, he's not hurt. He's fine. He played the rest of the game. He scored a lot. He scored like 30 odd points. He had like 20, 21 rebounds. He was all over the place. He had five blocks. I mean, you can't – I'm not taking anything away from Anthony Davis's talent. He's, he's absolutely talented. Everybody he, knows when he's on the court and he's healthy, the dude is one of the elite players in this league. Right. But so he can never stay what, on the floor. So what Rob said is what they should do is when LeBron comes back, which is the next game they're supposed to have him back against San Antonio, in San Antonio, is he should come off the bench. And I said fat chance. So that's never going to happen. LeBron coming off the bench with Russ is not going to happen. No. I mean, ultimately, they, Anthony it's Davis. going to be Russ and, starting off the bench. Right. But ultimately, Anthony Davis and LeBron have to play together. And Anthony Davis is fine. That same level of. of also, of I wouldn't be surprised. To, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to San Antonio. I would not be surprised one iota. Oh, they, they whooped lose. up on them. They whooped up on them in, uh, at, at crypto. So I think they. I know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised but, if they lose at AT&T Center. All right. Oh, well. Now, what for what happens with Ronaldo now that uh, he has parted ways with Man United? So, a little bit of context. Um, he went on Piers Morgan's show or whatever and basically lit into United and burned every single bridge within that organization. And uh, they had no choice. They terminated his contract. And funnily enough, now the Glazers are selling the team are looking to sell the team. Um, the one thing I think there were things in Ronaldo's comments that I felt were correct. I felt like, you, obviously, factually speaking, United haven't been where they've been since for Al Sir Alex Ferguson left. 
and uh, the Glazers haven't helped with that because I did a little bit of research. When the Glazers bought the team in 2005, they took out loans to do so against the team's assets, meaning they would be in debt, which is explained why even when they were winning titles, Champions League, Premier League, FA Cups, the, the whole nine, they were still in debt. And they were lucky they had their class of 92 around like Skulls, Neville, and Neville and, and those guys. But I feel like for Ronaldo now, he probably goes, I think it's feasible. He probably goes to MLS. I think it's yeah, feasible. Well, how many times I said that? I said, how many times I said, I think his time within, the, within, the, within that space is finished. I think that, you know, in order for him to rebrand, which is what a lot of these guys do, whether it's Beckham, whether it's Rooney, whether it's Ibrahimovic, they go to the States and then next minute they rekindle some spark in them and they get a fan base of a team that's going to get excited again. Well, the MLS is a good league now. There were some exciting games. But we knew this was coming because Ronaldo wasn't playing. He was arguing with his coach a lot. He was not not dressed, not ready to play. Just you knew the moment was coming. So it's here now. So the question is, now you just part ways and you can just go on. It's one of those things also that um, it's funny because you look at the, you look at it, it's just his second time around and it just didn't work. The first time it worked. Well, the first time it worked because they had structure. They brought him in. They brought him in in 2003 from sporting CP Lisbon and developed him slowly but surely into one of the best players in the world with so much veteran leadership behind him. With the class of 92, Skulls, Neville, Neville, uh, Giggs, Beckham, all of those guys helped him to, helped him to mold him into one of the best players in the world because they okay. had structure and they had Sir Alex Ferguson as their manager. Right. That's why okay. he turned into one of the best players in the world. Coming in now, it was a nice homecoming, but they, they didn't have structure. And when they brought Ten Hag in to build that structure – uh, he didn't want you know, uh, he wanted to be the center of attention and Ten Hag wanted to create a very selfless system, which he which is what he did with Ajax, which is what brought them to the Champions League semifinal with a bunch of young impressionable players. Okay, All right, move on. Which team can sustain their their success? The Bruins or the Devils? Both teams have had very hot starts to the NHL season. Uh, I feel like if the Devils keep developing, they can. Uh, the Bruins are relying on a lot, a lot of veteran leadership. Krejci came back. Uh, Bergeron's back. Uh, they're banking. They're very top heavy, which is what they've been in previous years. They've basically got one and a half lines carrying their win streak right now. Um, yep. I think maybe they could. Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I will say it's the, the Bruins for some reason. I just think that. It's such a long season that you look at the records now and you think, I mean, look, for both teams, it might not be sustainable. 16 and three and 17 and one or whatever, 17 two for the Bruins, if that's right. It just seems like that's not going to be, I mean, it's a long season. And so I, you know, I just think it's the Bruins just because they have a little bit more on the Devils because they have a little bit more experience. They've, they've been there, done that. The Devils have not had this much success in a, in a very, very long time. And you know, I could well, just the see devils, that all- the devils are still building. They're banking. I know, but that, that's the thing. They're building, and then that they they have this this kind of record. I just think it's right now. It's that they're hot, and right now things are going well. And then I don't I don't think that's sustainable. That's just 
Maybe right, the, maybe the Bruins pull it off. Uh, yeah. We got we got a couple happy birthdays. Happy birthday to Michael Strahan. Got that yep. one of the crucial sacks on Brady in that eighteen and one Super Bowl was huge yep. for the Giants for years. Was the all two time Super Bowl winner with the Giants? Obviously, two thousand seven, two thousand ten. Uh, yep. All time sack leader for the Giants. Happy birthday to him. Belated. Happy birthday to Troy Aikman as well, who turned yep. uh, fifty six and turned. On the same day, they both share a birthday. He and Michael Strahan. Of course, Troy Aikman making buku dollars with Joe Buck as part of ESPN's uh, analyst and former NFL great with the Cowboys, two-time Super Bowl winner. Happy birthday to him. And that's our show for this week. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. We do this thing once a week. Um, Next week, uh, he will be back in the country. I'll be back. So we'll have a more uh, organized (laughs) podcast for y'all. More World Cup. (laughs) More World Cup. We'll see how that yeah, ends. But that's okay. More, more World Cup. Yep. And more NBA. More yep. NHL. All right. All of it. We'll see you next time. Ciao.